welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, uh, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel, and uh, I want to talk about the latissimus dorsi today. Still getting over a very long uh, regular cold. Um, but uh, I, the latissimus dorsi, I've been thinking about it because I've, I've seen some patients this week where um, the lats were a problem for them. And um, I think it gets short shrift a lot of times. Um, many people who do orthopedic acupuncture or contemporary acupuncture, neurofunctional acupuncture, are um, very often doing a sort of lather, rinse, repeat set of muscle tests for the either the shoulder girdle or the pelvic girdle um, that don't include the lats. So you'll end up with somebody who has restricted shoulder flexion, can't, um, can't get their arm all the way up over their head, Um, or they have restricted shoulder abduction. They can't get their arm to go out to the side all the way up to the top. Um, And they'll be testing out the rotator cuff and the deltoids and uh, the serratus anterior and then wondering why it's not getting better. Um, And the answer can be the lats, tight lats, because... Um, let's, if you think about the lats, they, they attach on the front of the humerus. They can, they can assist in internal rotation. They assist on adduction and extension. So when you're doing a pull-up, that is adduction, adduction. And when you are, when your arm is up over your head and then it's coming back down toward your body, um, from a, a flexed shoulder position, like um, like a, um, maybe kettlebell sort of swing. Well, with the kettlebell, the lats may only be doing some deceleration, but they're not doing a, um, a ton of work on the way back down. Gravity's doing all that. But let's see, um, how about uh, maybe rock climbing or something like that? Your arm goes up over uh, up in front of you, and then as it's coming down, that is extension. So it'll be doing work for climbing a ladder or something like that. Okay, so um, the lats are prone to getting very short and tight. And the lats are part of the posterior oblique sling. They cross the mid-back at the thoracolumbar fascia and they connect to the opposite glute max. So you have a sling between the right lat and the left glute and the left lat and the right glute so for rotational sports or running, um, the, that sling is really relevant. Uh, it also will inhibit the anterior sling. So you have tight lats 
and and on rotation the anterior sling serratus anterior external obliques um, sometimes people consider the pecs part of that sling all of that can get inhibited on rotation because of tight lats so uh so you have a situation where the tight lats can also inhibit the serratus anterior. Um, you have a situation where the, the lats can get so tight that they're pulling on the thoracolumbar fascia and creating low back stiffness, maybe even pain. I personally haven't seen it cause a lot of pain, but I've, I've seen it cause a lot of back stiffness for people who want to be able to touch their toes. They feel all of that, that mid low back tension. And, um, if you're working with pelvic girdle, trying to figure that one out and you're working on the QL and the extensors and the glute medius, all of those really good things to do for helping somebody have better forward flexion. Um, and you're still stumped. Uh, think about the tension on the thoracolumbar fascia, created by tight lats. The lats, interestingly, don't tend to show up in your office as a source of pain. It's rare. I think two times this year, I saw people with a posterior rib sort of pain that was from the lats. But most of the time, you're not going to see that. You don't see a lot of um, direct acute pain caused by tight lats. So they get they get ignored. Um, people will be doing, people will have like, you know, the stiff low back issue. Um, maybe, like, let's think about a golfer, right? So the lat is going to be a very strong force for that golfer on his swing or her swing. And if the lat starts to get super tight and say the glutes are already a little inhibited, you might end up uh, straining the QL. The QL or the spinal erectors would work harder to help on that trunk rotation for golfing. Um, so the you you know you'd be treating the glutes and the QL and the spinal erectors and getting them out of pain, and maybe you're working with the obliques, the internal obliques, or the transverse abdominis. Um, you know, all the good stuff that, that you do want to work on. Um, but, but if you aren't thinking about the lats and the posterior oblique sling, you might be missing the, the main uh, weakness that causes that golfer to overuse the QL and maybe even the spinal erectors. So the, the lats get kind of forgotten. Um, and then, like I said, for the shoulder stuff, um, you'll see this when you're working with um, older people who maybe aren't very physically active. They don't spend a lot of time doing things where their arm is up over their head. Um, most older people who aren't very physically active aren't just aren't really getting their arm up that high on a regular basis. Um, so. So they, you know, they get a lot of restriction in their lats. Uh, the lats just get super short. So when they do have, let's say, a rotator cuff injury and they have to have a surgery and they're trying to rehab, 
you're you're probably trying to fix a problem that existed before the injury and the surgery and i'm not saying all of it is the lats but if you're not getting the lats if you're not treating the lats trying to get them back to a better length then you're probably hitting a wall on how high they can raise their arm either to the front or to the side because those two actions are both inhibited by the lats so the lats really need to be considered a lot more for shoulder and for low back issues and i really think you know a lot of people when they're assessing the shoulder they're they're not they weren't taught to assess the lats and they just don't think about it um and so i'm throwing that out there to those of you who learned a methodology that that just tests certain muscles of the shoulder and then you just treat what's weak um, without maybe thinking about how does the body actually work. Um, and the same, same with the low, the low back stiffness, you know, if you're just testing the, you're just testing the abductors, the adductors, extension, flexion, you're completely not thinking about the lats, uh, and how that, that affects the SI joint even. You know, that posterior sling is important for SI joint stabilization because of the connection to the thoracolumbar fascia. Thoracolumbar fascia helps to dynamically stabilize uh, the SI joint. It's helping with the spinal erectors. It's helping with the deep rotators, the glute max, uh, hamstrings, adductor magnus possibly um, to stabilize the SI joint. So if you're not considering the lats, you might be missing a main reason for low back pain to keep coming back. Um, or maybe you test and you wonder why does this person's, uh, why does this person have abs that just don't want to stay activated? Like maybe you're working on, you're testing out their abs and you're seeing that their internal or their um, internal obliques or external obliques are are weak and they keep coming back weak. Maybe they are being inhibited by the posterior oblique sling combination of the lat and the glute. And the thoracolumbar fascia is super tight. So they're, in, they're inhibited on rotation because of that tension. So the lats, once again, become very, very important. I mean, it's a muscle that connects the upper and lower body, and it's huge. And it's on athletes, it's an enormous muscle. It's hugely important. So we can't forget the lats when we're considering shoulder or low back issues, including pelvic stabilization. Um, lats are just, they're, they're really important. So um, the way I like to assess them is not with manual muscle testing, but length testing, because as I said, a lot of the restriction that you're seeing that's causing inhibition of antagonist slings or muscles is going to be from shortening of the lats. So I want to do a lat length test. And so the patient will be lying on their back on the table and I have them uh, raise their arms up over their head, straight up, 
straight up over their head. And ideally, we want their arms to touch the table. And most of the time, they will not because their lats are short. And so we treat and we hope to get to the point where they can reach the table. And when electric stimulation on the needle in the lat motor points, which I do just behind the scapula uh, in the in the armpit area, um, just way lateral to where you might do like serratus anterior or subscapularis. Um, if that doesn't release enough, then we want to consider some dry needling because they probably have a lot of tight tight bands that are restricting the lats. And if it's if it's become um, apparent to us that getting them, um, a, you know, let allowing them to do what they need to do, raise their arm higher over their head, it's uh, something like that then we need to consider doing some dry needling of the lats. So, um, and I think you probably have seen, if, you, if you've seen on my Instagram or my TikToks, you, there, there's a video that I did for the Podia uh, dry needling course um, of, of some of the dry needling of the lats on a bodybuilder. Um, I like working on bodybuilders for videos because you can see more striations. You can see more segments of the muscles and the lats are a good one to be able to see different segments on because different segments of the lats, um, they have different um, fiber orientations and they have different uh, issues that you'll see when there are trigger points. So if you, you go to uh, look up my TikTok or my Instagram. Instagram is Rich Hazel. TikTok, I believe, is Richard Hazel Acu. Um, I'm just playing around with TikTok. It's not like officially being, um, I don't know, posted to regularly. But what I like about TikTok is there's no, they don't have major limits on the length of the video, whereas Instagram cuts you off at like a minute or something for reels or stories. Um, so I did. I did post more on TikTok because I could get the whole video there. Um, and I believe I put it on YouTube also for that reason, to be able to post the full video. Um, okay, so rant over. Um, what, well, let me just say one more thing. Um, let's say you are working with that person with the stiff low back and you've worked on the lats and they're feeling some improvement, but they're still not, um, they're still stiff that's a great time to do some soft tissue work, some IASTM, instrument assisted soft tissue manipulation. Um, or I, I hesitate to say gua sha because a lot of you guys are going to hear me say gua sha and you're going to say, oh yes, I love gua sha. And then you're going to go get your tool and you're going to beat somebody up with it. And, and that is not what you want to do for the thoracolumbar fascia. You do not want to raise petechiae. You do not want to dig in and get all that sha, okay? So I'm not calling it gua sha for a reason. I-A-S-T-M. The, the way to release the thoracolumbar fascia is with gentle scraping. 
gentle enough that you do not raise petechiae. It should be super light. It should be so light that you and the patient doubt that it could ever possibly help. Okay? Like for for like five minutes or so, you'll be you'll be scraping and you'll be feeling for the sort of um, bumpy feeling fascia adhesions. Okay, and that's the areas that are going to keep coming back to until it feels smoother, and it will release. Um, the The methodology was adjusted based on fascia research. Um, some of them. Some of that came from Robert Schleip's um, research on fascia and how soft um, treatment stimulates different mechanoreceptors than the deep, um, aggressive uh, treatment. The aggressive one is, is really an, a noxious input, and that does not release the thoracolumbar fascia. The thoracolumbar fascia is very likely tight as a protective mechanism. Those, um, the fascia has uh, smooth muscle cells. They've only recently found this out um, in the past maybe 15 years. Um, so the autonomic nervous system can tighten the thoracolumbar fascia when there's pain or injury. And that fascia can stay tight. So the gentle pressure um, uh, vibration, pressure, um, what's the other one? Light touch. All of those uh, mechanoreceptors are stimulated by a light uh, treatment with an IASTM tool. And you use some sort of emollient that your patient can tolerate that they're not allergic to. Um, you know, uh, um, coconut oil can be good, uh, shea butter. I have a shea butter with some CBD in it. And I was just, you know, confirm with the patient that that's okay. Um, and I really like that. And just gentle, 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 two, three, four minutes. When, whenever it starts to feel smoother, not as, as bumpy um, under the tool. And then, and then, you know, wipe off excess oil and have your patient stand up and bend and touch their toes and see if you are not, you and they are both blown away by what you can do by releasing the thoracolumbar fascia. Um, okay, so I rambled a little bit, but I think that's important. That's important to mention. Um, so don't forget the lats. Regardless of how you were taught to assess, learn to assess thinking about how the body actually moves and not just looking for some sort of muscle weakness. So you might be finding weak muscles that aren't even related to the problem. Um, you'll just be saying, oh, I found something weak, and I'm going to treat it. And what if that's not the problem? Um, think about how the body works, and you'll be way ahead of many of our peers because you'll be <clears throat> quick to assess and great, uh, getting great results on the first treatment with a better uh, diagnosis of the problem. Okay, so that's that. Um, have a great week, and I will talk to you soon.